0: Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Damien Kristoff and Dr. Brett Hill. Hey, Bretto. Yes, Damo. I'm going to go to Ikaria. I went there, I loved it, and I'm going back again.
1: Well, I tell you what, Damo, it's, it's got to be a great trip because I've spent the last 12 months hearing all about it from Steph, about how much she loved Ikaria, how much she got out of it. It's changed the way we eat our food, it's changed the way we live our lives, so it's a great trip.
0: Mate, I'll tell you what, it changed my life, it changed my perspective. I even ripped up my book because I couldn't let people read what I was writing after learning what I learned in Ikaria. It's a life-changing event, and if you'd like to come along to Ikaria with Marcus Pierce and myself for 10 days living in Ikaria with the Ikarians, learning what they do and how they live such an incredible life and live a long time, then head over to 100 Out dot.com.au and register your interest and uh, applications will be closing soon. But we're so excited because we are off to Ikaria again. And this podcast episode is brought to you by the 100 dot out longevity tour. Hey, Brett Hill here. It's Damien here. Brett, oh, here we go. We're uh, we're into it, thick and thin. This is uh this is exciting. Now, today we're going to talk about social media and the health of the internet and technology. Obviously, there's a lot of discussion around um, is technology good, can it be used for good, or is it all bad, is it evil, um, is it the work of the devil? Uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of people discussing it. And um, I went to a seminar last night, actually, and um, and the reason why I thought this was, I was reading an article uh, from a little while ago, back in 2013, actually, um, on a website by the name, a uh, um, website called com. And we'll talk about that in a little while, but essentially it was all about seven ways to be insufferable on Facebook, which I thought was hilarious. And so I, I read through that and I saw some of the things that I've been doing in my life around social media. I've seen some of the things that uh, friends of mine, including yourself, Brett Hill, uh, that have been doing <laughs> social media that is, you know, insufferable. And I was like, okay, we might actually just look at this <laughs> and talk about it. But I thought that we could start off today's chat with, um, you know, uh, what what some of the with regards to uh, the the healthy use of technology in a family yeah. and the healthy use of technology for adolescents, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, well, it's such an important topic. I mean, you know, you and I have both got kids, and we know that, you know, the internet and the social media is here to stay. You know, it, it's very difficult. I'm, I'm sure there are some families who listen in whose kids don't do any internet or don't do any social media, don't play any, you know, have any screen time, but for most. It's very difficult, I think, to avoid that, and, and particularly difficult to avoid that, I think, without socially alienating yourself, uh, because it is just such a big part of society today. And and I think what you said before is is important. That you know some people will think that social media is the devil, that it's you know that it's all bad and that it's you know hurting and damaging our, our kids and our families. And mm. um, you know other people think social media is brilliant and that it's um, you know that it's the way forward how to use it and be using it and you know growing from it and growing their businesses on it and all those sort of things and like most things i think the truth is probably somewhere in between
0: yeah it is and that again keeping the theme of what we're talking about the truth is in between you know we talk about the polar ends you know technology is not all good and it's not all bad it is somewhere in between and you know the synergy and the goodness and the greatness um, of what social media and technology can actually bring to us is somewhere in between it's not Unbelievably awesome, and it's not unbelievably terrible. We've just got to embrace some of it. And I remember, Brett, when I chatted with you about, or uh, I was talking about my mum, and she said, "Damon, I hate computers. I never want to learn them. But I don't want to upskill. I'm not going to use it." And this is back in the days when libraries were still using the Dewey system of um, and and library cards and all that sort of stuff before it all went digital. And uh, mum works in a library, and she said, "I don't want. To, I don't want to do the technology thing. You know, I just want to. I just want to use books." And I yeah. said, Mum, you've got to learn the technology thing. It's here to stay. She goes, I don't care if it's here to stay. I'm never going to use it. Mum mum got, um, you know, kind of behind, if you, if you want to say. And so it's taken her a long time to feel comfortable with technology. And I look at my grandfather who can't even use a phone um, or an iPad or anything like that because at 98 years old, um, he never really learned the language. And these days, kids just know the language. It's like they've got born and the language is there. Mm. Like they just they know how to navigate it.
1: Yeah, well, it is incredible that the the older generation, I think, there's been a massive uptake in terms of this digital technology, social media. Um, it's quite amazing. I mean, I look at uh, step who are I think in the early '90s, and they're all over it. They're sending text messages. They're watching videos on Facebook. Cool. It's incredible. And and you know you look at it for them, and you really see. I mean, you know, when I was around at their house last time, and they were showing me a video of their grandchild who was kind of on the other, you know, on the other side of Australia, I think at the time, um, you know, playing in the beach, and and I think I was surfing actually, <laughs> standing up on a, you know, playing around on a little surfboard, and it was so cute. But you could just see the the amount of these grandparents to be able to still dote over and look at it and watch these grandchildren grow and evolve, um, even though they were separated by some distance. And so, you know, I, I think definitely there is some benefit and some positive to that and to how social media can bring people together when sometimes they aren't – it isn't possible to be physically together. You know, they – um also had a similar chat with those same grandparents. They were talking about when they first started dating because they were dating um, and they were doing it long distance. Um, and so they were able to have a phone call, I think it was like once a week or <laughs> To call each other, um, but they had to do it through a switchboard, I think. So I think they actually had someone else listening in halfway through their conversation.
0: Yeah, uh, right. And
1: so, you know, it was just it was fascinating to sort of talk about the differences between that and obviously when Steph and I first started dating and we were in separate states, but we were able to talk every day on the phone. We were able to video um, every evening on, you know, on Skype or on Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the difference in terms of that connection and interaction and, and what's possible. Be that good or bad, I don't know. Uh, but it, it, with our modern technology, it was, it was fascinating to sort of talk about just how far that has evolved in such a short space
0: of time. Well, even in uh, the last what 14 years, you know, Amber and I got together, I suppose 14 years ago, maybe maybe 13 years ago, and Skype wasn't around then. So it was only really done via phone, and so it's. Um Skype was, but you weren't doing Skype. Mobile phones
1: demo or the plug into the wall and you know get the long lead
0: into mum's bedroom. Uh, well it's a bit of both, because the cost <laughs> of mobile phone calls, because I was in New Zealand, Amber was in Australia. Um, and yeah. the, the cost of um, international calls was enormous using a mobile phone. So you tried to do it using S T D rates or international dial rates, and um, and so it's yeah, really, really you know, different things are different. But let's consider the, the reasons why people use um, their technology these days. So if um, so that's kind of, you know, you, uh, you, onwards. <laughs> you know, because you are still old, even though I'm older, um, you are still <laughs> old compared to your children. And so we look at, we look at the older generation, the older generation um, are using things like Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, they're using emails. Uh, so there's still that type of communication there. And, and that's, you know, relatively important. And the dissemination of health information through those sorts of mediums is quite prolific. It's, there's quite a lot, isn't there.
1: Oh, it's, it's not, huge. It's not short, yeah. of, it's not short and, of content. And this comes back into, I guess, one of the things we try and do with the wellness guys where information. And, and I think for a lot of people, it makes it very hard to um, separate fact from fiction because they're just bombarded by information. Um, and I think one of the things you do notice with people is it allows people to often get a very biased view of the world. Uh, because you know, if you're on something like Facebook and if you're only in certain groups and you're only friends with certain people, then I think people start to think that the entire world is that way and the entire world thinks that way and, and often they only see one side of an argument. And, and it does uh, – as much as it connects so many people together, in some ways it allows people to almost niche part of society uh, and get a bit stuck there as well, um, which I which guess comes back to the good and the bad of social media.
0: Yep, that's true. And then we look at um, teenagers and what they're actually using with, um, with their technology. And teenagers are, you know, very much glued to their uh, devices. And I know this having Jackson at 17 now. Um, and, you know, back when we started, the wellness guys, Jackson was 11 um, and now he's 17. So there's been some shift and change. Actually, it was probably 10 back then. So um, it's the in up that boy. What's that? He
1: start, he's growing up, that boy. He's
0: starting to look a bit like
1: his father, too, Daniel. Eh? Poor little I guy. To, I, hope he keeps worry. His hair. I hope he keeps his hair. You
0: to, you're going to have to watch him with the ladies. I tell you what. Well, he's got his girlfriend. I feel pretty safe and secure at the moment, which is a good thing. But, uh, you know, things can change. We'll see. But uh, so then we look at um, the way in which he's using technology and he's using his phone a lot. It's attached to him. You know, if he doesn't have his phone, he's pretty much mute. And, uh, you know, if his battery goes flat, he doesn't know what to say. And, but he's, he's on Snapchat. There's Instagram, there's Messenger, Facebook, but they don't really use a whole lot of Facebook. It's generally done on, on Messenger. Uh, there's a lot of YouTubes. They're continually watching YouTube and they like their YouTube because they can just go to YouTube, search for something and something's immediate. So they can actually see something that's mm. entertaining or educating or educational um, and they can do it immediately. They love the immediacy of stuff. They love the immediacy of content and the fact that there can be something going on at any time, anywhere, any place in the world, at any. As simple and basic as just being simple and humorous or it can be, you know, obviously very crass and go, you know, it, but at any point in time, they can be online and feel connected, which is really interesting because they use um, social media and technology to remain connected. And when you look at our generation and we kind of look at it and go, well, the connections in the touch and the time that you spend with people individually, um, these guys kind of, they, they see this connection as, as literally a physical it isn't almost connected they see it as a physical real connection the communication they're having um, you know because that's their language and they look at the little kids and little kids you know look at Tommy and Charlotte uh, for example they're using uh, their technology uh, to watch shows it could be ABC Kids or it could be um, you know uh, Netflix Net, that's yeah, is Netflix and just shows that are going to be you know, are they educating them or it just keeping them entertained? Uh, and it's kind of like a quasi babysitter to some extent for some kids. You know, we, we said using their technology and they develop the language and the appetite for technology at a very young age these days. And so there's different reasons to use technology and, and none of them are going away. And it's only no. ever going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So we we might as well learn to nurture it and learn to appreciate it, as opposed to try and repress it. And the great man John D. Martini says, "What you repress, you express." And so mm. if we're trying to you know push against our adolescents and our children from using technology, then of course they're going to want to use it more and more and more and more. So if we embrace it and use it as part of our own, um, then. You know, the person that spoke last night, um, Joe Orlando, she was, she was terrific. Um, she said that uh, if we push it away, the desire of it's going to be there more and they're going to go back to it anyway. So it, it, even if you ban it for a day or a week or a month, they're still going to go back to it. Um, and in some cases, it can, you know, create some social isolation for children. So uh, it, it's, it's often creating more damage than good to remove it from their lifestyle. So, yeah, you know, it's an interesting to look at
1: that. Well, I think that's a great way to think about it. Like it, it exists. It's there. It's a huge part of society. It's a huge part of their social groups. Um, it's what they talk about at school. You know, I know Tommy, uh, you know, when he's at his mum's place, he loves to play Minecraft. And, and that's, his, that's his thing and he loves it. And he would talk about that all day long if you let him you know and we had uh, we had Steph's uh, niece and nephew come stay for a few days and uh, and her nephew was into Minecraft and they could just talk about that for hours i have no idea what they were talking about but they love it and uh, and so they do they they socialize around it And so i think you're right like i think it, it's not a matter of trying to ban them or doing that i mean we don't he doesn't play that game at my house because we've just never gotten into it and and but, but I don't say you can't play that. We just focus on other things that we do at our house. And so, you know, for us, in, I never say, well, we, we're not going to play Minecraft. And to be honest, he's never asked me to. Um, but we just say, well, hey, let's go out for a walk. <laughs> you know, let's go keep the footy. Let's go, you know, d- do something active outside, play with the dog, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and we, so we, you know, we don't ban it. I don't, th- I don't think it's a matter of trying to suppress it, but it's a matter of making sure that it's just one part of a healthy lifestyle, I think, is the approach that I try and take with it.
0: So a, that's a nice kind of. Um, uh, I don't want to use the word balance, but it's kind of it's a nice kind of ebb and flow. It's understanding the the desire and the need to get outside and the desire and the need to you know use technology. So it's good. It's good appreciation of both things. And I think if we reflect back on the way in which we were raised and we grew up, we had um, more opportunity to spend outside because we didn't have the technology to keep us inside. But I suppose we had Donkey Kong Jr. Um, you know,
1: California, you, California Games on yeah. my Commodore 64
0: demo Attack of the it Mutant Commodore Camels AMC so we had all those sorts of games yes but you know that was kind of limited and it was you know but now it's unlimited now it's unlimited which is interesting but uh, you know a way to kind of interact and to kind of make a technology healthy and healthful for relationships which are, is a really big part of living in wellness is to harness and to maintain the health of your relationships whether it be one, the relationship with your children, relationship with your community or the relationship with your workplace. To maintain that is to find the common ground. And you can't just force people to move in a particular direction or stop them from being somewhere that they would like to be. So mm. it's about finding that common ground. So communication. So recently I downloaded Snapchat and started, you know, communicating with Jackson on Snapchat. And you know, by means of communication, it's really a photo of the side of my face. <laughs> um, with, you know, my thumbs up, or or it's it's lucky kind of, Jacko. It's, wow, that's kind of what it is. Like it's it's a really interesting thing, and you know, if you look at what these kids are doing, it, it, the communication is a one-liner, um, much like a meme um, or an intended pun uh, in and around where they are, what they're doing, where they're going, and so mm-hmm. that style of communication. If I embrace that style of communication, it means that Jackson remains engaged. And I yeah. would have then come back to my style of communication without feeling alienated. I haven't. So it's been a really good thing to be able to do to bring that style of communication. So I don't generally send Jackson text messages anymore. I'll send him a messenger or I'll send him a Snapchat and, um, and I get a reply much faster than if I send him a text message, which is amazing because he would have received the text message way before he received anything else. So, that's, yeah, it's a good thing to consider, you know.
1: I love that demo because it's, it's what we talk about in health and wellness all the time, which is just meeting people where they're at, you yeah. know, and understanding that everyone is different. And so, you know, for some people, um, you know, a certain amount of social media is their norm, and, and for other people, do a lot more or a lot less on that as well. And so I think, in terms of those relationships, it, it really is about finding out what works for you. Um, once again, it just comes back to understanding that everyone is so different and that some people love it, some people don't love it. You know, so, you know, some people still love getting a letter in the mail, you know, whereas the opposite end of the spectrum, I guess, is, you know, your Snapchat and, and those sort of things. So it's just about figuring out, you know, how you can communicate with this person person who's in front of you or not in front of you, um, and, and what's gonna work and, and how you can make that uh, healthy. You know, because it's once again it's I don't think it's the media that's
0: unhealthy. It's the way you use the media. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a really great point. Now, the other thing that we used to do, and I, I called Marcus Pierce last night after I got out of this meeting, I said, "Mate, I really want to drill down on this stuff. I really want to get into it, and I'm going to do a podcast with Bretto about it, and I really want us to do a hundred not out podcast on it as well, because I think it's really important, and we could, you know, interview some oldies that are, you know, using tech, and we can go down that way. But you know, we used to call people to check in on them. You know what I mean? Like. Just to yeah. make sure they're okay, and you check in to make sure that they're fine. And these days, we've kind of got to check in with people, and so we're not checking; we're checking in. And I, and, and and I made that up, Brett. I don't know if you realise that I've made that up, but we're going to you're, am- you're amazing, Damien. Feel like that, but we're checking in on people, and so we're checking in on our kids to make sure that uh, they're well and they're fine. And it's done through the medium of discussion and conversation that they enjoy to have, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fascinating. I can. I just sort of, as I'm listening to you, Dan, I'm thinking how fascinating it's going to be over the next five or ten years with my kids because much in that, I guess, um, you know, one-on-one communication where, you know, my two just, they're such huggers. They love a big hug. Mm. And so, you know, at the end of the night, we can hop in, I put a tuck him into bed, I'm giving them the big hug. Like, How's your day? What was good about today? What was bad about today? You know, we, we're we still able to do that sort of stuff and have those amazing conversations. But I can definitely see as you're talking how over the next five or 10 years, that's going to totally change and and require a totally different communication strategy with them.
0: Mm yeah absolutely now with all that said and done and the understanding of that there's you know there is a course and more about that we do have a resource that we could actually you know look to explore that more um deeply and to actually um you know to understand the role of what we called tech clever parenting and we've got a we've got a contact her name's joe orlando um it'd be, if you're interested in it everyone let us know because we can bring her into the show and we'll interview her and we'll talk about her new program she runs 15 sessions it looks really good so everything from things like what types of technology uh use is for teenagers another one would be should i use location apps to protect my son or daughter um does social media have any benefit? You know, there's these sorts of questions that she yeah. ask in different sessions. I think it could be a really interesting conversation to have. So let us know, everyone. Let us know if you'd like to hear more about that subject because we can actually do an interview in that regard.
1: Yeah, and I think that child protection thing is such an, a huge sphere to talk about as well because – I don't know about you, Damo, but we go to – uh, in, in SA, we we'd have mandatory uh, child protection. As chiropractors, right. and so I went along to this seminar, and it was, you know, I can not remember it was a full day or at least a, you know, half a day or something of that nature, and it was pretty uh, daunting. Like you, you listened to the information, and it was full on, and it was scary, and uh, honestly, I came away from the seminar not sure whether I was glad I knew it or I wished I didn't. It was just, that, it was that full on, you know, and and you do, you come away from that thinking, well, far out, maybe I should just never do social media, and maybe I should never post a picture of my kids or my family, or you know, and and it's a really it's it's a lot because I do share a lot of stuff with my family and my kids and, and I love doing that and it's kind of I guess that thing of you know love versus fear you know do, do you let that fear of what might go wrong impact on the entire rest of your life and these beautiful moments that you can share with your friends and your family and, you know, my parents love to see the pictures, that you, have, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, how do you define that and how do you draw the line? So I think it's a fascinating topic to discuss and a really important topic to discuss because it is, um, you know, it, it's a kid's health we're talking about. The, the picture out there when you actually start speaking to people like that and hearing some of the stories and hearing some of the statistics is really quite scary. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the scary side of it. This is the black versus the white. This is the good and the bad. So it's good to maybe have that conversation. Let us know, everybody. Let us know. Jump on Facebook. Go to facebook.com, The Wellness Guys, and uh, and tell us whether or not you'd like to hear more about uh, this particular topic. But before we go on, where does social media go bad? Where does social media become annoying that you just want to just, you know, unfriend somebody and uh, and i read this article and this is the reason why i'd love to talk about it today is because it's kind of intertwined and uh you so if you go to weightbutwhy.com you can actually read the whole article but i just want to kind of summarize a few things in here because i i thought it was hilarious i was rolling on the floor with laughter thinking about some of the things that i've done on facebook and social media and some of the things that my great mate brett hill has done on social media <laughs> and, uh, and i'm thinking yes yes you're right and so anyway there's a great a Facebook status is annoying if it primarily serves the author and does nothing positive for anyone reading it. And there's this kind of nice little, um, you know, two circle Venn diagram. I don't know if you have a two circle Venn diagram, but basically it's two circles kind of overlapping with one big circle saying statuses that serve the author. There's an overlap with a smaller circle that says statuses that do nothing, or um, so that do something positive for the reader. And so this is overlap. And so it's kind of, uh, you know, it puts into perspective what people on Facebook and how much do people actually like to see it. What becomes annoying and what's actually unannoying and, and the the guy goes on to say to be unannoying a Facebook status typically has to be one of two things interesting and informative or funny, amusing and entertaining. So it's those two, you know, kind of key things. And then he says on the other hand, annoying statuses typically reek of one or more of these five motivations. One is image crafting. Two is narcissism. Three is attention craving. The other one is jealousy inducing. And five is... And, uh, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. So I thought we could drill down into this one a little bit bro. Um, yeah, because there's been a lot of photos of you on social media. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> have, they have.
1: They have. <laughs> this weekend has been a bit of an explosion of photos of myself and Stephanie. It's been her birthday. It's been Father's Day. We got engaged. It's it's our one year anniversary coming up in a couple of days' time. Damon. So <laughs> there's going to there's see gonna be even
0: more. more. There's going to be even more. <laughs> well, I think originally when you guys got together, which is you know. Around the, the wellness summit of 2016, uh, there there was sparks flying, there was photos going galore. And I think the initial um, like of, of a photo was up really high. I was like, oh, how exciting. This is really great. But I don't know if you ever noticed, but the numbers of likes kind of went down over time. Did, did you ever <laughs> notice that? I honestly haven't noticed, Dave. I, I must admit, I don't pay
1: huge attention to the likes, (laughs) Um, aside from, I've got to be honest, when we posted the picture of me getting engaged, um, I did pay attention to the likes really nice. So it was nice beautiful. to see the people that engaged in it and people I hadn't seen or heard from for ages and just kind of this groundswell of, of sort of likes from people who, um, yeah, some of them who I'm really close to and, and it really meant a lot to me, some of whom I haven't even seen or heard of for a long time. And it was just kind of nice to think that people like that sort of stuff and, and were happy for you. So yeah. I must admit on that one, I was checking the likes, but as a general overall picture, um, I don't really check the likes because I'm not really that fast. It, you know, I sort of, I, I think my social media now, I will just, I post what matters to me and what I like and follow. Um, then that's great. And, and I probably, you know, I, the thing as well is I've got two accounts and so I've got my personal Facebook, which is really just my, you know, friends and, and family and people who, you know, I've known for years and, and, you know, good friends and that sort of stuff who may or may not be into health and wellness, who may or may not be interested in my relationship or anything like that and so, you know, I don't post much on that. I don't know if you've noticed. I, I don't post much on that one at all anymore yeah. um, and then I have my Dr. Brett Hill, my, my public profile and that is about me and it's about what I'm doing and what I'm up to um, and, you know, and sharing health and wellness information but I do share a lot of stuff on there in you know, maybe some of the stuff I've done—be it, you know, good stuff that I've done well, or stuff that I've stuffed up on and think I probably could have done better at, or stuff that I'm struggling with—and mm-hmm. um, I post all of that sort of stuff in the hope that maybe someone follows it, and you know, and and you know, presuming that the people who follow it are people who are interested in that and interested in what I'm doing. And if they're not, they're more than welcome to not follow. That's okay. Um, and so, I, I post all of that in the hope that, you know, maybe some people will learn something from that or gain something positive and beneficial from that. So, yeah, um, and that's,
0: that's the intention sure of it, isn't it? And Which is really yeah. important. That's the intention. And so... Um, why I thought it would be a great thing to talk about this is because you kind of go, well, where, does, where does it all go wrong? What's actually interesting to people on, on social media? And what if it does go wrong, what can happen? And that kind of ties into the technology thing that we are talking about before. Um, and another, another mate of mine uh, visited a cafe the other day and he um, had a less than uh, good experience, let's just say that. He didn't really like the experience that he had there, so he went out to the place that he went to, like went to town on it. Um, and probably went to town a little bit too much you know to the extent that people found it relatively distasteful the backlash from that was quite significant a lot of comments a lot of uh, you know Facebook hate social media hate and um, and then screenshots of that information was you know taken and then reposted in other mediums uh, that he has no control over so he was able to then uh, remove the comment that he made um, but people had already taken screenshots of it and then had reposted it in other places and of course this is one of the dangers social media can go wrong. If you go too far into telling somebody something or doing something about something or commenting on something, then it can come back to bite you. And
1: well, Absolutely. And, and you hear stories all the time of people going in for job interviews or, um, you know, and, and getting, you know, people, have, they get their social media checked. You know, people check and see what they've been saying, what they've been doing. And, and people have lost out on job opportunities. People have been fired from jobs. People have ended up in lawsuits um, because of stuff they've said online. Sometimes even stuff they've said in- private group
0: yeah that's exactly right and look you know you and i have, have both been um trolled and we've you know there's there's people out there that actually do uh, say terrible things about you and i believe it or not but i can't believe it that they do but they do and uh, and there's websites that have been set up for both you and i uh, that uh that bag us and say terrible things about us, but it helps us be stronger. But it's also important to understand that it's just someone's opinion, albeit quite vile. Um, Now, it's interesting um, that to go on in this particular article, and I think it's a really nice thing for people to actually just consider as to the way because a lot of people do look at the likes like it's the reason why some people post some things is to get some degree of acknowledgement um but there's a couple of things that this author goes on to say like seven ways to be insufferable on facebook one of them is the brag and he breaks this brag into three different parts one is i'm living quite the life aren't i brag so it might be standing in front of something amazing so it like just, you know, I'm in Hawaii or um, I'm I'm sitting in the front row of the Richmond uh, versus Geelong final this week, you know. The brag, whilst it's kind of good, like if that's the only thing that you do, um, people start to disengage. And remember that we're using um, social media for connection purposes, for sharing and for making sure that we're with our friends. And so the communication that we use through social media shouldn't be much different to what we'd have in a conversation if we're sitting around having a cup of chai tea um, or a latte or whatever it's going to be. So it it should still be uh, the ability to to and fro. It shouldn't just be like full stop, full stop, full stop.
1: I think that's such a crucial point though, with all of these things we're talking about, whether it's the, you know, the person who... Whether it's you know positive or negative things, I think I think if it's not something that you would say to someone face to face, then you need to really rethink that because it is not only going to you know go to that person most likely that you've uh, that you're talking about, uh, but also probably to a whole bunch of other people as well. And so I, th- I think if you think of it from that perspective, you know if it's not something you would say to someone face to face or in a conversation, then then maybe that is something you need to rethink about why you're posting it and sharing it and and what you're saying and how you're saying it particularly
0: yeah and author goes on to say is that the, I'm living quite the life brag. The main reason why people would like to do this is what they call image crafting. So I'm successful, I'm happy, I have a great social life, or potentially for jealousy-inducing behaviour. Now it's not it's not necessarily the main motivation behind doing it. However, the subconscious motivation uh, for doing this sort of thing is is that. So it's really quite interesting, you know, to consider that. The other one's the undercover brag, like oh my gosh, I'm so busy or. Um, you know uh, what else? Um, I'll be travelling for the summer. If anyone knows someone looking to sublease a Soho apartment in July or August, it's it's kind of like out there again. Just it's it's not necessarily cutting down tall poppies, but if the only thing you're posting is the humble brag or the undercover brag, you might say something but cover it up a little bit. Um, that that's a little bit of the same, image-crafting and jealousy-inducing, and, and that in itself is unhealthful for your relationships, which I think is really important. One uh, C is, break and um and this one like where there's a public expression of extremely positive feelings to your significant other um continuously or or all the time um again around image crafting or i have a boyfriend or i'm in an amazing relationship not necessarily for the purpose of um, inducing jealousy it might be with the intention of celebrating an amazing thing in your life but it can also be you know part of the reason why people actually stop engaging with you because it's too much, and, uh, yeah. and so again, from a relationship perspective, it's it's good to think about posting and how that actually you know interacts and affects the way in which you know people actually hang out with you. I suppose online, he goes on to point number two, which is um, the cryptic cliffhanger. So, like you, you you make a comment, and he says that this is relatively uh, one of the, it's one of the things a lot of people do, but it's uh, for seeking attention. Hmm. So it's like that's it, yeah. I'm done dating. This could be a massive day or moments like these make all the struggle and pain worth it. Um, It's these sorts of little posts that kind of have nothing and then the way in which you might actually respond to it, you know, is also annoying. Mm. Yeah, those are always interesting. I I tend to...
1: Ignore those, to be honest.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> well, might do a little sad face. We might do a you little smiley oh, face okay. or a like or whatever, and then just move. Let, let me on. let me know when you're ready to tell me. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly> <laughs> right. Especially, it's worse when somebody just likes a little comment, and uh, and then they and, and then you know all these people start making comments underneath it. But the author or the person who actually wrote the comment in the first place does nothing else except just look at the comments that somebody actually writes to their comment. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of that celebrity kind of thing. Um, the literal status update. So it's kind of like good night, world. Um, to the gym, then I'm going to read a book. Um, yeah, Damos, or, Damos is. I just did a number four. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> log time. Uh, so there's there's all of that sort of stuff. And so there's that whole thing. You know, maybe you're feeling lonely. Maybe you, you know, there's a bit of narcissism. You love yourself a little bit too much. There's that sort of stuff. We think that everyone else loves you too. Uh, it's it's more about how are you. Like, would you really call up all your mates and say good good night? Uh, uh, um, or is you know? Do you save those sorts of things just for the people who uh, don't you appreciate those calls, Damien? <laughs> Three thousand six hundred. Yeah, no, not really. But you know what I mean. So anyway, I found this to be hilarious. This particular, um, you know, article. WeightButWhy to come Check it out. Um, think about some of the things that you do post and whether or not that's actually helpful for your relationships with people. And think about. Um, whether or not you're actually pulling people towards you or you're pushing people away. It's a nice thing to consider.
1: You know what else I reckon is a good thing to think about with these demo is like whether you would post the flip side, like, You know, if you're posting stuff that's, you know, isn't my relationship amazing? Isn't that fantastic? But Mm. you know, if things were going bad or if you had a struggle, you know, and that would that's something you would just, if you if you hide that side of it and you're only willing to post the good side of it, Mm. then I think that leads to that sort of imbalance as well, and and that leads to it sort of being a bit that's the show maybe 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 insincere, um, and maybe yeah, exactly. And so I think you know, if if you're gonna be someone who talks about your life, then I think it is important to talk about your life. People who are following, particularly if you want to be someone who is an influencer, and you know people are following, is, is that then it's important for them to understand that you know what some days it is tough and some days it's good, and and that's normal, you know, and everyone that's a, that's true for everyone in the entire planet, um, and I think that's an important thing to
0: have a bit of balance in that as well. Mm, mm, absolutely so certainly not saying don't post these things because that's what social media is all about um and it's really beautiful to actually share it's also really important to make sure that you're engaging with people in your social media uh so that you're actually using it as opposed to just a brag piece if that makes sense so it's not just yeah. all about your show real it's about interaction and um and that's one of the beautiful things about social media and you can use it to actually um you know keep people close to you But also I think just be yourself,
1: you know, be yourself and the people who love you and what you do, then they'll love it and they'll follow it and they'll like it and all that sort of stuff. And the people who don't like you for who you are, then bugger them. That's okay.
0: Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Good. Yeah. Good
1: perspective. Hey, it's been great. Good chat, Dame. I'm enjoying these conversations. It's nice. All
0: right, mate. I'll catch you next week. See you, mate. See you.